Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio, where we'll talk about news, education, and opportunities for small businesses on the Rhode Island Avenue Main Street and in Washington, D.C. I'm Michelle Yancey. And I'm Kyle Todd. Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Hey, good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Uh, And welcome, Michelle. Hello. Hello, Kyle. How are you? Good, good, good. All is well. And hello to Rodney back behind the board. Rodney's waving. One of these days we'll have a video feed for this so everybody can see Rodney's happy, smiley face back there. Um, So before we get started, uh, as always, a few announcements. Um, Got to thank our sponsors, the Department of Small and Local Business Development and the Department of Housing and Community Development. It is their grant money that helps us pay for programs like this, as well as the education and um, facade improvement grant services that we offer to to the small businesses up and down the Rhode Island Avenue Main Street corridor. Uh, So shout out to DSLBD and DHCD. Um, Also want to let everybody know that vendor and performer registration for Fall Fest is open now. Yep, we are already talking about Fall Fest. This year it will be on September 30th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Same time frame, but uh, moved it up a weekend. Uh, Maybe we'll get some good fall weather out of it. Um, But Rhode Island Avenue Main Street businesses get a special special vendor rate for signing up. And I encourage every business that has uh, something to shout about to, to sign up and get a booth. Um, even if even if you have a presence right there in the middle of the festival, it, have a booth because you can have something special going on for for your customers. And those spaces are limited, so get up and and get over there and register now. Now, and if you're interested in having um, even an even bigger visibility with Fall Fest, well, we have sponsorships. Guess what? Um, so give me a shout, Kyle at riamainstreet.org, if you're interested in learning more about Fall Fest vendor um, vin- vendor placement. You know, yeah, and, and sponsorship. And sponsorship. Yeah. 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 What about uh, volunteers? You still looking for volunteers? Of course, of course. Um, always looking for volunteers. It's a fun day. You get a T-shirt. Right. You get free coffee from Zeke's because they're wonderful that way. They are. Um, and we'll do some snacks and things like that for our volunteers during the day. And yeah. and you get to see all the fun things. And you get to hang out with your neighbors and exactly. have a good time. And it's always a good time for high schoolers to make their community service hours. Good so point. That Good point. is something that we should keep in mind. What about performers? Yes, performers. Ward 5 is full of talented people. This is true. And I mean, look at us. Indeed, look at us. <laughs> we, maybe we should broadcast. Hey, oh, I think we might need I, to do that. I think we may need to do a special yeah. broadcast. from. Yeah. Okay, anyway, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, you're going to get me all excited and distracted. And okay, no, focus. Focus, okay. focus. Um, so, yeah, performers. Um, I know that District Dance Arts, um, their wonderful little ballerinas will be dancing again this year. But there are musicians, there are dancers, there are, uh, you know, I, all sorts of talented folks here in, in the Ward 5 area. So come on, sign up, even if you're not in the Ward 5 area. Come on, sign up. Uh, we've already been contacted by some of the bands that performed at Porch Fest. Ah, and they said, we had a great time. Let's do, Port- Let's do Fall Fest, too. So um, 
performer sign-up is open as well. Just visit riamainstreet.org and click on events and Fall Fest, and you'll see the links to sign up there. All right? So, um, gosh, we've got some great guests today. We do. Yeah. So our first guest um, is Mallory Corlett from Office Accomplice. Welcome, Mallory. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. We're excited to have you here. Um, So... As always, we we try to bring some education and services opportunities to small businesses on the corridor Um, and, you know, to whoever's listening because we got listeners all over D.C. Um, So I really wanted to have you join us on the show because you offer such a unique range of services for small businesses. Yes. Um, you you are doing the work that small businesses don't want to do. <laughs> that's our that's our mission. <laughs> that is so that literally your mission? It, it like, is. It yeah. is. So the the whole kind of philosophy behind Office Accomplice is that many 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 people start a company because they want to do a thing they want to do. They want to be a mechanic. They want to be an architect. They want to be a contractor. Whatever it is they want to do, they want to go off and they want to do it on their own. They don't do it because they want to run a business. Right. And yet that's something that still needs to be thought about. And so we're a partner that you can bring on board. We handle accounting. We help with your strategic planning. And we handle HR services to make sure that those things stay smooth because without the people and the money flowing yep you don't have a business well and and you know little things like making sure that taxes are being paid and that's not such a little thing (laughs) (laughs) so so well so like just as an example people are really great about knowing that april 15th they have to file right that's super easy Quarterly taxes, yep, which self-employed people have to pay, yep. get missed all the time. Yep. And, and there are penalties for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the IRS does not like it when you do not give them their money. And, and neither does D.C., Office of Tax and <laughs> Revenue. <laughs> yes. No, nobody, nobody likes it. Frankly, no one likes it when you don't give them their money. So um, the, the IRS and D.C. just have kind of bigger sticks. To play (laughs) when it comes to that. Um, But so, you know, we help with that. We help with, um, oh, we have to do the the, uh, DC filing every two years, the BR. Forgetting yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That that you have to do every two years. And you just have to do it. Someone has to do it. But if you're busy doing your job, doing the thing you want to be doing, that is literally a waste of your time, and we can help you with that. Yeah, I mean it's it's the it's the if if you're if you as a small business owner are making the equivalent of I'm just going to make up numbers here a um, hundred dollars an hour for your for making your widgets, right? Um, are you are you going to take time away from making those widgets at a hundred dollars an hour to 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 file a tax form no when when you can subcontract that out or contract that out for, for less money and you can keep on making, making your, your widgets, widgets. Right. Yeah. So, right um you know and and really it's a t- it's a special kind of person mallory it's a special kind of person that likes to fill out tax forms <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't say we're all normal <laughs> 
but we're still good to have on your team. <laughs> <laughs> but you do more than tax forms. We we do, um, and we don't do we don't we're not CPAs. So we work with accountants often, um, but we're more the ones who will help you make sure that you're keeping your receipts in order in a good way, that you have a system for tracking all those expenses, that at the end of the month you can look at your sales and make sure you're hitting your revenue goals so that you can expand in the way you want to. Um, We've worked with a couple companies that have come to us and said, hey, I want to expand, and my I can't figure out what numbers to look at to help me know when we're ready to do that, what it will take. And we work with them to, to, to solve for that and then track as they go, how, how they're doing, how close they are, how soon we can help them grow. Right. So are you all set up where you can take it over for them if necessary, or that you can also just set them up? To Our preference is mm-hmm. to take it over, okay. um, primarily because when you do something once every month or more likely once a quarter. Yeah, you forget. You forget how to do it. Absolutely. Versus we're doing this. Forget every four months. Right. 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 You know, right. Next week, am I going to remember? And and right. we're doing this all day, every day. So the just the act of, let's say, reconciling the books takes you an hour and a half, takes us 20 minutes. Because we know what buttons to push. We know, you know, when something doesn't work out quite right, we've probably seen it before. Um, And so we prefer to take it over, although we do have clients who um, we just come in and do a monthly check. Mm -hmm. So they do all the data entry, and we just come behind them and make sure that everything's everything's correct. correct and where it's supposed to be. Um, so that you don't get to the end of the year and hand them to the accountant, and the accountant looks at you and says, I'm going to spend a lot of time and money correcting things because you didn't quite know how to handle uh, something that's confusing. So are your services available? It sounds like they're available a la carte. You kind of pick yes, what you want. very much. Need. So our target market is really entrepreneurs and super small businesses, micro businesses. And what do you define as a micro business? Because I know it's different for... Well, so a small business is defined as anything up to 500 people, correct? Like by the, small, by right. the SBA. Right. And our businesses are typically 1 to 20 people. Um, is, is, but you know, we work with entrepreneurs, we work with people who are just starting out. Um, and so when you're just starting out and cash flow is critical and you're going to make that hundred dollars an hour selling your widget, but you're not making it yet. You want us to help you make sure that you're crossing your T's and dotting your I's, but you really want to be doing a lot of it yourself because that's what financially makes sense for you in this moment. And so we're very much built to help that type of person and also help the person who's a little bit further along in their journey, who is really, really um, not, does not have time to, to, to even look at the paper, let alone cross the T's and dot the I's. And so we're set up to do both. We're very much a la carte. There's no, if you look at our website, you'll notice there's no packages really because you create your own package we we create your own package Mm -hmm. and what you need over time changes you just started out you're not you're not you're not selling your widgets yet 
that's a very different customer than a year later when your widgets are flying off the shelf and you need a different kind of help. And we have designed um, our company to be able to scale and meet you where you are, wherever that is. Nice. Um, it makes it harder to write copy for a website. <laughs> it's less clear. I don't know. Clear. I think your website is, is pretty, pretty um, clear. But, it, uh, it, but it, it's, it was hard. <laughs> I, I love, if you don't do it, who will? <laughs> I love that on your website. No one. <laughs> and no then one. you'll get in trouble. Yes. <laughs> Um, and then recently, we're actually just now starting to to release out into the world HR services. And those are more packages, um, primarily because there are definitive things that need to happen regularly in the human resources world in a different way. Um, but again, we have a package that's really geared towards, I have like one to five people. I don't need somebody who's going to come sit here and say, I'm sorry, you put a strip trip hazard over here and now everybody could fall and that that's not what we do but we're really there to make sure that your people are you know doing the job you want them to be doing focusing on the things you want them to be focusing on and happy while they're doing it so that they stay yeah yeah and so it sounds like that would be the training aspect of right that's i mean that's there's training in that but there's also sometimes just listening and you need to have someone who they can talk to who isn't the owner yeah because you can't say to the person who's this is their baby i think you're doing this incorrectly you need to have a person you can say that to and so by having us on board we can filter we can say hey is this just this one person or does everybody on your staff feel this way even if it's four people because if they do as the owner you actually want to know that you just really don't want anybody to tell you <laughs> well hopefully they're a mature enough owner that they can take <laughs> well, you know, constructive right. criticism yes but it's you know it's it's the, to have a person who doesn't have a dog in the fight to be able to come in listen to one employee go to the other ones and say hey this is what i'm hearing what do you think and be able to assess without any emotion behind it what's actually happening and be able to present that to the owner that's a lot more useful information than i don't like how you do this <laughs> indeed indeed well I'm, you know i'm looking at your website on your on your um hr services human resource services um your your list is that you do reference checks, help with onboarding, employee training programs, screening test administration, job ad creation and monitoring, and handbook and employee manual creation. Those those are some heavy lifts that nobody ever wants to do. Well, and specifically, no one's doing them for our small businesses. Yeah. You know, there are HR companies out there that will happily charge you, you know, ten to $20,000 just to, just to start. Mm. And when you have one or two employees, that is not worth it. Yeah, yeah, it's so, just not. So can you can you talk about your fee scale, even ballparking it? So we have our our kind of our entry level is, um, and we just released it last week, so I should know these numbers really well. <laughs> Sorry, Sheena. No. Um, it's uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of twelve to thirteen hundred dollars a quarter. Oh, wow. that's very that's, reasonable. That's uh, much better than ten, twenty thousand dollars, <laughs> <laughs> and that gets you 
the basics. That makes sure that you have the I-9s on file because did you think about your I-9s? Probably not. That gets you, makes sure that, you know, your payroll is set up well, that you, you know, a lot of people at that level aren't really offering as many benefits, but if you are, we'll help you with those. Um, Just kind of that, that settles your basics. And then there's packages that move up from there. I think our biggest one is still, it's still our biggest one. It's $5,000 a quarter. So that's the $20,000 a year, but that's really geared towards, you know, 18 to 25 employees where you really do need to have more robust. You need to have performance reviews. You need to have, I mean, you need to have always have performance reviews, but you need to have structure and, and a lot more. Yeah, with more people, well, you With more people, you need more. Yeah. And it, so it starts to make sense financially at that level. But we do have two pro two packages below that that are much much more reasonable for the the smaller businesses it scales to them and then like our accounting services we also are totally happy to go in and have an a la carte conversation um the one thing we've learned about human resources is that people don't call us until it's a big problem if we don't have a package in place because because they don't want they don't want to spend the money in the same way whereas with bookkeeping they kind of understand it needs to happen regularly um and so we do have more of a fixed price structure but we want to follow under the same philosophy of if you're not using it we don't want you to pay for it and so we're happy to look at the packages and say, oh, we know you're never going to lose that, use this for different industries where it just doesn't apply. Like restaurants, they don't need the same HR kind right, of right. S- stuff as a as a um, as a as an office. Um, and, and so they might have 20 employees, but they don't need the $20,000 a year package. And we're totally willing to have that conversation, excited about having that conversation. So for your bookkeeping services, do you, if you take over someone's accounts payable or payroll, their inventory, does everything come to you? Does the owner kind of save everything for you quarterly? How does that work? Once again, Mm -hmm. that's hard to answer. Ah, So um, I actually had a conversation with a potential client yesterday, and I essentially said this. Look, one of the awesome things about small businesses that I really love and I want us to not lose is that they all have these really unique personalities, often based on the founder, but the business itself has its own personality. And we don't want to come in and say – this is how you give us information on this form. Because if that form makes your brain break, it doesn't help anybody. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is first we listen to what services you need help with. What are your pain points currently? Then we come in and we have a meeting where we discuss how, does, how do you gather the information currently? Could we gather that information without you? If we can't, what's a really good way for you to get us that information out of your brain. Is it um, taking a picture of a receipt with your cell phone, shooting it over in a text with the words, uh, with just the basically the name of the client and the job you're on? Wow. How things have changed <laughs> since. <laughs> yeah. Is it but- a Google Doc? Is it, uh, you know, there's 
how things have changed. There's a myriad of solutions and everybody's personal needs are different. If you're on the road 300 days a year, it can't be paper-based. Right. Right? But if you're a paper person, if computers kind of make you crazy, it has to be paper-based for it to be effective. And so we very much come in, listen to the service you need, and then design a system that works for you. Um, we Obviously, there are certain things we cannot get around, like you have to run payroll in really specific ways. But what we try to do is gather the data we need in a way that works for the owner, mm-hmm. and then we make sure it fits the law. Um, and there are people who say, oh, you know what? I love running payroll. I want to keep running payroll. I hate entering the payroll journal entries into my books. So that I do want you to take. So it doesn't even have to be I'm handing off all of payroll. It can be, you know, I'm going to run payroll. I want you to deal with the 401k and the journal entry. It can be, you mean, it, we could that's sit here terrific. all day listing all of the options. No, that's terrific. And so it doesn't have to be we do this or you're out. So you work with the customer on what they need. Exactly. So what type of businesses are your clients? Other than small businesses, do you have a... No, that's the other fun thing is that we have uh, stores. We have uh, service-based businesses. We have solopreneurs. We have... um, Nonprofits. Nonprofits. We do have some nonprofits. We have... um, you know, we there's we're not industry specific. We're more um, size specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the fun things has been that we learn things from different clients. What could be industry standard for architects could be really relevant for contractors. Mm-hmm. That uh, actually makes sense. <laughs> but but they're not doing it. But they're because not doing no it, right? one is talking to talking each other. to them. Yep. They're not they're not working together that way. And so. We will say, hey, we've learned this from architects. We can bring this to bear for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're constantly learning from all of our clients. um, And that's one of the reasons we don't delineate our focus. Makes sense. So Mallory, how did you get into this line of work? Aside from loving to do taxes? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I uh, had a great job that I really loved. And um, my then I had a baby, and my husband travels a decent amount, and working full time in an office wasn't working for us. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't working for our little family. And so, a friend of mine who's a light designer said, "Could you come work for me?" Like I, he needed, I don't know. We do like we st- he's still a client, two hours a month. So not very much, but I need someone who's going to do more than bookkeeping. I can't hire a bookkeeper. I need someone who's going to help me figure out the solution to the problem. And maybe you can't sign the thing, but you could call me and you can say, here's this form, put your name at the bottom, send it back to me, I'll handle everything else. (laughs) Well, that was some trust on his part to say, yes, I'll sign a blank form for (laughs) you. No, it was a specific (laughs) form. I'm teasing, I'm teasing. (laughs) Also, he's known me for. Plenty of out of here. And so he he was like, "Yeah, I just I can't find anybody." He's my three hundred days a year on the road. Mm-hmm. He's like, "I can't find anybody who is willing to do 
just a little bit more. It kind of goes outside the realm. And the more I thought about it and the more I started talking to people and going to parties and saying, you know, I'm thinking about this. And people, everybody I talk to is, I have a friend who needs that. Right. Yeah. They have a small business and they need this. Yeah. Or I wish you had existed before I closed my business down ah. because that would have been the difference between me staying in business and me going back to work full time. Wow. Now that's a, that's a good reason to be doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a good reason. Hello businesses that are listening. It's a good reason to hire office accomplice so you can stay <laughs> in business. I mean, this is, uh, what, what really impresses me about your business, Mallory, is that you, you how much you stress being flexible about your services and a, you know, as a nonprofit, one of the things that we investigated early on was, a, you know, hiring a bookkeeping firm um, just just to keep things rolling because this is a one-person show. Oh, not this show. The Main Street program is a one-person Okay, thing. good. I thought I was getting let go on air. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> No, and the the Main Street office, you know, there's only one one staff person and that person is me and I was not hired because I'm a good bookkeeper, you know. <laughs> Almost no one is. I was hired for my devastatingly good looks. <laughs> this is <but> true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, when I started calling around to get some help with the bookkeeping aspect, I couldn't find any firm that was willing to come to the office and help me get unburied from all the paper receipts. They wanted me to scan everything and label it and send it Who to them. Who has time to do that? Well, I'm like, if I had time to do that, I'd be right. doing my own darn books, right. you know? <laughs> so um, I, I just want to note that your flexibility on working with different business types, styles, and needs is – that's that's a big game changer, I think. Thank you. I, you know, it's something I feel actually really passionate about because I think that if we try to make everybody live in this same box, then everybody's going to look the same. And that, to me, would be tragic. I'd much more <laughs> go down, much more see these really passionate people doing something they're amazing at in a really unique way and just helping them build a solid foundation for their company to grow from. Right. Right. So yeah. what demographic area is covered by Office Accomplice? Zip codes do you work in? We a- work nationally. Ah, wow. okay. Yeah, That's so we know. have um, mostly we're in D.C. because I'm in D.C. Mm-hmm. and the people I meet are in D.C. Makes sense. Um, but we have a client in Boston, a client in New York, a client in Chicago. So, so we, they don't have we, to be in They D.C. don't have to be in D.C. They don't have to be, you know, they, you can be, we have a bunch in Virginia, some in Maryland. We're mostly D.C., but they do not have to be on any level. And our team is not all in D.C. Okay. Wow. So how many staff do you have? Uh, there are 10 of us. Oh, goodness. Okay. You're practically a large business yourself yes growing growing and growing (laughs) that's great so if our listeners want to find out more about getting in touch with office accomplice you can visit our website at www.officeaccomplice.com um and that uh there's a contact page on there that sends an email frankly to me okay Uh, (laughs) you haven't outsourced that i haven't outsourced that okay good good um and um, we would love to hear from you and help you with whatever it is you need help with. You're on social media anywhere? 
We're not. My marketing team is working on that. All right. Good to know. Good All right. Great. Well, thanks for coming in, Mallory, and telling us about Office Accomplice. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. See you later. Okay, so uh, our next guest is Dan Schramm from the Brookland Neighborhood Civic Association. Hey, Dan. Hey, Kyle. Good to be here. Thanks for coming in. Welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, I love having civic associations on because I, you know, I think this is that's the type of organization that every neighbor should be involved in, and um, not enough are. And you guys do amazing work. Yeah, we are very busy, um, and I couldn't agree with you more. And, um, in fact, I listened to uh, the previous podcast with, the, the, I believe it was the gentleman from Woodridge South, uh, South mm-hmm. Civic Association. I thought mm-hmm. that was just great, yeah. um, and, I, and I don't know that guy. So one of the things that we want to do more of is actually connect with the civic associations around us, um, great. and it's something that we haven't been, we haven't been doing as much. But Th- That's a good idea, because Brookland and Woodridge are yeah. so close. Um, yeah, and and we share we share issues um, on our all, along our our, our, our borders, um, so to speak. I don't like to emphasize borders because I think we're actually all in one community. Um, but uh, certainly, Rhode Island Avenue is a corridor where we have uh, a ton of overlapping um, interests and concerns. Um, so connecting with Woodridge, um, same along Michigan Avenue um, on the north side of Brooklyn with. Um, with Michigan Park. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and in fact, um, the Queens Chapel Civic Association uh, hosted uh, just this week a gathering of civic associations in the in Ward Five, and we had a wonderful conversation about um, mutual concerns and how we could do more to to be to be allied. Wow, I did not know that yeah. happened. That's that's mm-hmm. a great idea. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, really cool. uh, and and you guys are right next to Edgewood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know across the street from from Brentwood and Langdon that's right um yeah so yes Rhode Island Avenue Main Street we we crossed uh, six different neighborhoods so oh, wow yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, long corridor with lots of lots of neighborhoods and lots of neighborhood pride mm-hmm. in their individual neighborhoods absolutely rightly so yeah. so mm-hmm. t- tell us what the neighborhood associations do yeah so yeah, let's back up and talk a little bit about uh, BNCA um uh, we've actually been around, I think, originally uh, chartered in the 50s, um, in, and then uh, I, I believe the organization may have sort of lapsed for a period um, back about uh, 10 years ago or so. Um, it re- uh, w- was revitalized. Um, uh, wonderful uh, one, uh, Brooklyn resident named Caroline Petty, mm-hmm. um, who served as president for several years. Um, and uh, and I came on board. I moved to Brooklyn in um, 2012 and lived just north of Rhode Island Avenue on 12th Street, actually. And um, uh, she asked me to come on board, and uh, I served as vice president for a couple of years. And then uh, and we had uh, Tom Bridge as president, then we had Anita Hairston as president, and then um, she got married and moved out of the neighborhood. And uh, <laughs> I think that kind of makes her ineligible. For- <laughs> disqualified herself, yes. Um, you know, uh, perhaps intentionally. <laughs> uh, and so as vice president, I, uh, this was in, um, let's see, this was last year, I guess, uh, 2016, um, I stepped up to be president and was reelected in February. So the organization, uh, really exists to serve the community. We exist to serve, um, residents who live here, uh, and businesses. Um, and so, uh, we meet, um, just about every month. Uh, we take off August and December, uh, and we meet on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. 
at the um, at the uh, DC TV, uh, which is the the Brooks Mansion. Mm-hmm. Is that which e- is, every Tuesday? No, sorry, every month. Oh. Uh, uh, the the third Tuesday. Gotcha. Yep. I'm sorry, third Tuesday of the month at uh, 7 p.m. usually um, at Brooks Mansion. That's 901 Newton Northeast. That's that beautiful old white brick building. Uh, That's uh, right on Monroe, right by. Um, mm-hmm. The metro station, the Brooklyn yep. metro yep, station. Yep, right outside the metro mm-hmm. station. Yep, so a nice central location. Um, we sometimes have to move around, but usually that's the space where we where we can meet. Um, we have a, an active membership of, in terms of dues-paying members, uh, of about, um, it fluctuates, but between 70 and 100. Um, they The reason it fluctuates is because you have to re-up each year, and so it, <laughs> every year it takes time to get people to, to pay their $10 dues, right. um, which which are very affordable. Um, and so uh, we really, uh, we would like to get our membership numbers up um, because we really do, we do exist to serve the community we're, we're all volunteers we're, we're independent um and we're as an organization we're only as strong as um as the community you know wants us to be um mm-hmm. so if you have an issue uh or a concern if you're a business you're you're going through a permitting process um uh if you are a resident that has you know a concern with the city in terms of whether it's you know a trash issue to a development issue to a road construction issue to a traffic issue um you can bring that to us and then we as an organization can really um can really bolster your your issue for you um and and help you out so we 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 certainly uh are are there uh and and ready to assist however we can so uh I'm looking at the website, proclandcivic.org. Um, you guys, uh, under the What We Do heading, you guys do a lot. There's there's social events, um, advocacy, beautification, a reading room. Where's the reading room? What's the reading room about? The reading room, yeah. So <laughs> actually, my wife is a great – so my wife uh, and uh, with, with some help from some of our other uh, members, but, but my wife is a graphic designer and a web designer. So she, she actually redid the website just last year, um, kind of a total overhaul. So it's, it's very user-friendly. Oh, yeah. um, we also, for the first time now, have online uh, membership. So you can go to the join page and do it right there over the, over the Internet. Um, and uh, it's very simple. But, uh, yeah, the web page – so the reading room, um, you know, we – we will, uh, I'll, uh, you know, just recently, I'll give you a, a sense of what we've we've done um, just in the last few months. You know, one of the big issues that um, we're going to try and get more involved in is uh, trucks, uh, the issue of trucks and traffic um, uh, violations uh, in the neighborhood. It's something that many uh, residents have been concerned about for many years, um, and it seems to have gotten... Uh, worse in recent years with the amount of construction that's going on uh, both in in and around Brooklyn and also downtown. So you have a lot of construction vehicles kind of coming and going, and and you see that along Rhode Island Avenue. Um, But you also see that um, now they're sort of bleeding over into the into the residential streets. Um, So it's a it's a concern. And we're um, uh, we recently wrote a letter to the District Department of Transportation, um, which is on, which is in the reading room. So we, yes, po- we and that's a virtual reading room. It's a virtual reading room. Yeah, yes. that's right. Yeah, that's, sorry, there's no, uh, there's no comfy armchair and a, um, a reading lamp. Um, well, there is. It's just in your own living <laughs> room. <laughs> yeah, or at the coffee. That's shop. right. Yes. Yeah, make yourself comfortable. It's, it's, it's wonderful light reading for, uh, <laughs> you know, before you go to bed. You can read our, our uh, angry letters to the city on, on any number of yeah, these, these it, issues. It, it is a collection of documents for. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the, the the BNCA is generated. 
Yep, that's right. Yeah, these are so most most of these are uh, things that we've generated. They're they're letters that that we have sent as an organization or resolutions that we've passed. Um, um, but uh, but it will give you a good sense of what we've been up to. Uh, but um, it, you know, another thing that will be up there very soon actually is uh, another uh, um, area we've been focused uh, is the Office of Planning has been in the process of updating the comprehensive plan mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the city, and so they are accepting uh, proposed amendments to the comprehensive plan. And um, I, I don't know if you all have talked about that on this. Show yep, we had uh, we had them. Um, the director of office of planning came in and, and talked about it. Uh, the today, Friday, the twenty fourth. That's what today is, right? Uh, that we're recording this uh, is, I believe, the last day uh, mm-hmm. for for comments. Yeah, on, on I think it's the twenty. Is it twenty second? Twenty third. Twenty third. No, twenty third is the deadline. That's right. Yeah. Today. So our comments are going in today. Actually, yes. Yep. Um, yep. Um, so we we had several. Um, uh, several proposed amendments uh, emphasizing historical resources um, in Brooklyn, uh, raising the issue of trucks and traffic in the context of the comprehensive plan, because um, something that the comprehensive plan does is includes implementation elements, and there's, you know, a transportation element. And so um, uh, we are asking the Office of Planning to engage with DDOT and engage with, with other agencies to um, do some long-term thinking about uh, uh, transportation issues around Brooklyn. Um, they have a, we have the Brooklyn Edgewood Livability Study that was done in 2015. Um, unfortunately, and, and that was a good study. Um, it identified a, a lot of concerns around the neighborhood, but um, unfortunately, uh, many of those recommendations have not been implemented. So um, that's another thing that we emphasized in our in our letter to, to DDOT was that um, those those good recommendations haven't been carried through yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Always a source of frustration. <laughs> uh, if you're not going to implement, why do the study? Yeah, right. right. So. You know, they, they, the city often produces these planning documents that are very attractive, and they have great ideas in them. And so we we, we often need to push them for for follow through. Yeah, yeah. So um, again, looking at website, you guys have a lot of ad- advocacy areas, including. Um, Crime and public safety, proposed development, affordable housing, D.C. statehood, traffic and parking, local businesses, environmental justice, overhead utility lines, one of my favorite Mm. topics. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) We can't even get started on that. Uh, Parks and green spaces, the Brookland Green, which you guys uh, successfully worked with Councilmember McDuffie on on securing – a good quality green space there, saving the green space. That's right. That, what, what is that, and where is that? Yeah, that's the. Uh, so there's a there's a small little uh, a park outside of the Brooklyn Metro Station, just just north of where uh, the Brooks Mansion is, um, and that was uh, it's Wamada property, um, and it was uh, Wamada is intending to um, develop um, the the parcels around the Brooklyn Metro Station um, under some kind of you know ground lease. They, they want to build housing and and possibly some commercial there, um, and that process is ongoing. Um, but when this started a few years ago, um, the green space was part of the area that was slated for development, mm-hmm. and that is one of the few uh, public uh, park spaces that we have uh, around Brooklyn. Um, and so when the community found out about that, we, we were all very concerned. Uh, this is when Tom Bridge was our president, um, and we worked with Councilmember Kenyon McDuffie, uh, to have a series of community meetings and 
um, and successfully uh, worked out an agreement uh, by which uh, that that green space would be preserved. Um, yeah. uh, it, originally, it was going to be a, some sort of land swap. Um, I'm not sure if that that approach has actually gone through yet. Uh, but but re- regardless of how the legalities are done, it, it will be uh, it will be protected. So, um, and we've talked to develop to the the developer that currently has the contract and is working on concepts for those buildings right now. Um, certainly has um, uh, has in their designs that 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 area will not be developed. So very yeah, good. Yeah, very good. A, so when people want to join the neighborhood associations, I mm-hmm. know you said that they're ten dollars per year. Um, is that just your association or all of them are $10 per family per year? Um, they're all separate organizations. Ah, so, okay. yeah, so, so for us, it's, 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 uh, yeah, it would be $10 to join us. And if you wanted to join family. others mm-hmm. okay. or for the, fa- or, yeah, I think, you know, if you had more than one, mem- it's by member. Ah, okay. um, so if you're a family of two, um, adults, you know, then, then 20 bucks. Okay. But, um, and how would you know, uh, which association to join? I know like for the ANCs. Mm-hmm. There are multiple. Well, I think um, it's a good question because um, we do have some overlapping area with other civic associations, um, particularly on the north side. Um, we are boundaries. Um, I'm using air quotes. Right. I know um, we don't want to discuss boundaries. I don't want to emphasize boundaries. I want to emphasize right. um, overlapping issues and but um, we technically our bylaws do have do have a geographic boundary. Um, uh, and so, what is that for up, the B and C? Up to, so, so the. So the CSX Wamata tracks, the, the railroad tracks mm-hmm. on the, on the west, to uh, Buchanan um, on the north, mm-hmm. um, over to uh, I think it touches I think Michigan Avenue runs a little bit, then South Dakota, mm-hmm. kind of coming from the nor- northwest to the southeast, then 18th Street, okay, on the east, and it's side. one side of 18th Street, right? Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, I think again um, with with major streets like Rhode Island or, mm-hmm. or Michigan or you know we'll obviously issues on either side of that street will be of, of, of concern to of us. Course, of course. Um, and then and then down Rhode Island Avenue to the um, uh, back to the railroad tracks. Okay. So, so that area. Now the north side actually does overlap with uh, I believe this the Michigan Park Civic Association um, actually I think I don't I don't recall exactly where they consider their their southern boundary, okay. but there is some overlap there. So we do, you know, we 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 need to you know be in contact and working with with them on on things. Um, so if you if you're in that area, certainly become a member of BNCA. Um, if you're outside of that area, you can still become a member of of BNCA um, because we we do have uh, associate memberships. Um, the only difference is you if you don't live or or have a business in Brooklyn, you you uh, technically can't be a voting member of the association, but there's you can still be an associate member. Um, everybody is welcome to attend our meetings. Um, we're not we're we are not an exclusive group at all. I think one <laughs> of the things that people sometimes think is, oh, you know that's a you know that's some club or some cloistered group that that doesn't want new you know new people showing up. They like to do their own thing, and that's not true at all. Um, we, I, I want as many people as 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 want to attend to, to, to come to our meetings to get involved. Um, if you have an issue, you know, bring it to us and we'll we'll get you on the agenda. So, do you all? I, I guess you all decide what to take on by vote. Right. So we have a board um, of of um, seven uh, seven individuals. We have um, seven officer positions, um, and we have a we have a full board right now, which is great. We've had a few slots that have been empty for. Um, 
but right now we're fold up and so we've got an, an active board um, we meet once a month to talk about um, sort of priorities and what we want to what we want to focus on um, we also take that to the membership and 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 um, and and members can certainly bring issues to our attention um, but but we do have an office board that tries to, to, to guide the guide the organization and and um, and be involved so you know for instance um, uh, uh, our member at large, uh, which is a board position, Ian McFarlane, um, who lives uh, up in the northern part of Brooklyn, he has taken on as a project um, uh, a partnership with the National Park Service in the Fort Bunker Hill Park, uh, which is an undeveloped kind of forested um, park, which is part of the ring of forts uh, that, that the National Park Service uh, manages. Um, and uh, so the Park Service offers... A, uh, a stewardship agreement where organizations can sort of voluntarily take on stewardship of, of, of these parks. So we have done that with the Park Service and we organize cleanups um, in, in Fort Bunker Hill a couple times a year. We also just uh, did an um, invasive species training with Casey Trees and the Park Service. Uh, so we're really excited about that because the Park Service has not let us cut out all the invasive species that are in that park uh, without getting trained. And now we've gotten trained, so um, we're looking forward to organizing um, some invasive species removal in the in the Fort Bunker Hill Park. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. That reminds me that I'm I what I left off of announcements this morning, and I'll say it here because I want to get Proclan's uh, expert gardeners involved. We are going to do a, um, a planting day on Saturday, July 8th. Uh, I think we're going to start at nine or ten o'clock in the morning. We've uh, we had a grant from uh, LISC DC Local Initiative Support Corporation that allowed us to purchase I think fifteen or sixteen large planters, and um, our good friends over at Annie's A's Hardware uh, donating some soil and some plants. Um, so we're going to be um, getting some volunteers together for the morning of July eighth to help put those plants in those planters and get them moved out to, to businesses up and down the corridor. Cool. Um, so well, let us know. We can, we can certainly, uh, blast that out nice. and put it on our calendar and uh, see if we can get some people to show up to help. If you're fantastic. looking fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. Always yeah. looking. That always sounds looking. great. Yeah. 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 So, sorry. I didn't mean to. No, there we go. No, this is, you know. this is what the neighborhood <laughs> associations are all about. <laughs> We're connectors. We, we want to bring people together. So are these elected positions like your position, mm-hmm. the board, is that elected? How does that work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we have an election every year in, fe- in our, at our February meeting. Um, I have to be honest, I think in the six years I've been there, um, uh, there's never been a contested <laughs> Can you, election. Uh, um, so, it, you know, if you want to become... It's very a, calm. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very calm and, and, and quite fast process. Um, I, I always welcome, you know, even when uh, going from vice president to resident, I was... Um, <laughs> I was more than vocal about my uh, welcoming of of, of uh, challengers ah. for, for for the president position. Please, but please, uh, I think please, Kyle knows someone. something about. <laughs> please take this on. Please, somebody run against me. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, you know, it's a lot of time. It definitely. Uh, yeah, it's it, more than once a month for for you. Um, we yeah, we have the membership meeting, we have the officers meeting, and then you know, I really do try to uh, get to. Um, uh, if there's a, a hearing at DCRA or the Zoning Commission, I mean, mm-hmm. we're following. And Brooklyn is just a, a very. Uh, it's in a very active time right now in terms of. Um, 
development. And development, everything. yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, we were and just talking before we started recording today that this is the summer of the demolition dumpster in in our all over the neighborhood. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Just, yes, I, you know, yeah. walking my dog around the neighborhood last night, I probably counted seven. At oh, least, wow. at least one house per block. Uh, yeah, yeah. It is, at least, if not multiple. So it, it is. It, yeah. It's amazing. Um, it's amazing uh, how much construction is going on in the right. city right now, and that, that has impacts uh, for Definitely. quality of life. And um, it's 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 difficult. Uh, I think the city understands that we you know we, we had um, a gentleman from the Department of Transportation uh, at our meeting on Tuesday to talk about to talk about our letter uh, about the truck issue and, and the traffic issue and and um, uh, you know I think it's uh, I think the city is also in a in a tough spot because. You know the amount of construction going on is not something that's totally within their control either. Right. Um, but we do think they could be doing um, more uh, to to ameliorate some of these impacts. Um, you know, just basic traffic enforcement, um, the speed limits, um, uh, traffic calming measures. You know, when a truck, a, you know, container truck goes down a, a residential street at at 30 miles an hour and hits a bump, um, that's a lot different than if it were going at 15 or 20 miles an hour. So. Yeah. Things like that can actually make a big difference. Um, yeah, so. the, the cracks in my plaster can attest to, mm-hmm. to the impact yeah. of, of those speeding yeah. trucks. Yeah. 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 Well, this is very good information, and uh, kudos to you all for doing the work because this is volunteer. You don't get paid for it. That's right. Um, so taking it, taking annual leave from my <laughs> from my job to be here this morning. Oh but, wow. um, but my pla- but it's but it is my place. But it's, it's, it's important. It's your neighborhood. It's where you live. It really is rewarding. I, you know, I um, I always feel um, it's hard to get out to, to community meetings. It really is. I I, I feel that as much as anybody. Um, but at the same time, I would say I have never gone to a BNCA meeting. We have guests from city agencies. We have guests from developers. We have guests from uh, expert organizations. We have every meeting. I feel like we, um, I learn something. I learn something new about the city. I learn about how it operates. I learn about how the, the businesses in our community operate. Um, so I just I find it to be incredibly rewarding to be uh, involved civically, um, just to feel more a part of the community and more a part of part of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, with with our hectic, fast paced lives, um, if you have kids, you have a busy job, you, you have you just bought a house, an old house, you, you're working on renovating, and that takes a lot of time. It's very hard to find to find that extra time to. Uh, to get involved in in the issues facing your community, um, but uh, it's very rewarding to do so. Um, uh, it's it's incredibly gratifying, and you know, it, it's it's a way for people to really connect with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when when my wife and I first moved to the neighborhood back in two thousand four, um, you know, we we had no way of getting to know anybody outside mm-hmm. uh, of our immediate neighbors. Uh, until we started going to civic and ANC meetings and getting more involved. And, you know, now it's... You, now your friends are your neighbors. Your neighbors are your friends. Yeah. 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 And, and yep. you, know, we're, you know, we're friends with people that live all over the, the communities. 
all the different six neighborhoods and it's because of getting involved in in Mm -hmm. activities like Mm -hmm. like the civic association like the ward five community happy hour that that michelle hits up so Mm -hmm. thank you michelle for that Um, it's it's getting out and and you cannot help but get involved in your neighborhood when you're working when when you're with your neighbors all the time because it it matters you will find that you have an amazing number of things to talk about with right. somebody you've never met before. And a lot of you, the same if you live issues. In, if yep. you live in the same community, you will have a yeah. lot to talk about. And, and I mean, come on. We're, we're investing more and more money in the houses here. So yeah. Yeah. why not invest in your neighborhood by getting right. involved you know, right. for an extra $10 a month? Get exactly. involved. $10 a year. $10 a year. Sorry, <laughs> $10 sorry. a year. $10 yes. a year. Nominal fee. <laughs> nominal. Definitely nominal. My bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, yeah. and actually right. going to a meeting or two and, and, and getting involved. Yeah. So how yeah. would people get involved? Yeah, uh, excellent question. Uh, It's, uh, you know, um, we uh, post our meetings on the Brooklyn uh, Yahoo uh, list that is that has several thousand members. If you're not on that, um, there's there's a lot there's a lot of messages that get posted there. I understand it's frustrating to don't follow all of them, but you can um, we do post there if you're not a member already. What I would recommend, though, would be to go to our website, brooklyncivic.org and just join up. Um, it's an easy form to fill out, and you will then get on our email list. And if you're on our email list, you will get my emails and emails from our officers, and um, you will instantly have the opportunity to, to know about when our meetings are and when you can come. Um, generally speaking, our meetings, again, are on Tuesdays. Um, excuse third, me, third on the, Tuesday. Excuse me, on the third Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Not every Tuesday. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, the third Tuesday of the month. Um at Brooks Mansion at 901 Newton uh, Northeast, which is the um, old brick building by the metro station. Um, uh, You can look for, I do, again, I try to post um, to keep people updated on the Yahoo list uh, about things that BNCA is doing. So that's another place to find out as well. And y'all are on Facebook and Twitter as well. And we are on Facebook and Twitter. Yes, that's right. Uh, Teresa Fleming keeps our Facebook page up. Uh, One of our er uh, excellent erstwhile uh, members who... um, we also, I should, I would be remiss if I did not mention, um, although it's just passed, but every year we do the Great Brooklyn Yard Sale. And so that's one of our big annual events, and that happens usually the first or second weekend of May. And we had our 10th uh, this year. Usually we have about 100, um, 100 or so houses sign up to do yard sales. So we put together a little uh, headquarters. Um, the last couple of years we've done it at Atlantic Electric Supply. Um, which is an awesome local business. Great, great group of guys there. Um, and uh, uh, we've used their parking lot to have a vendor fair. Um, and then we have a little table set up and we have maps and people can, if you're a house, you got some junk you want to get rid of, you know, your junk is another man's treasure. Uh, so <laughs> so people sign up and then we have this big yard sale. Uh, so we do that once a year. Um, and Teresa Fleming just, uh, and, and the McKitty group uh, help uh, co-sponsor that as well. Those are great neighbors. They yeah. do a lot for yeah. For the neighborhood, too. So yeah, they've that, really been active. So. Okay. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. good. So I guess people can find out about the events on the website as well, as well as signing up and the yep. meetings. We All actually right. try to keep our website active so it doesn't look like a stale thing Great. from the 90s. That, and, <laughs> and you don't have to be a paying member to go to the meetings. You do not have to be a member to go to the meetings. You don't have to live, live in Brooklyn to go to the meetings. We uh, All comers are, are, are certainly welcome. Um, and get in touch with me if you have a... If you have an issue. And, and I want to uh, kind of highlight something you mentioned uh, earlier that I 
didn't grab onto at the time, but if you own a business in the neighborhood, you can also be a member. That's right. Yep. 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 We're I, certainly here for, for, for the businesses as well. Um, and we love to support the local businesses. Um, we've, um, for instance, uh, uh, San Antonio uh, Grill uh, up 12th Street. Yep. They wanted to put in a uh, um, a patio on the sidewalk, and yep. so they needed to get a permit for that. We were happy to um, support them in that. Uh, our members thought that was a great idea, mm-hmm. and so we and um, that we was a that. success. And it was a success. I so, I ate a there a couple thing. weeks ago on the okay. patio. It was lovely. <laughs> Very good. Um, Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right. So tell us the website one more time. BrooklynCivic dot org. Perfect. And uh, everything that you need to know about us is, is there. Facebook, uh, also, you can find us on Facebook. And we do have a Twitter account, which is sometimes active and sometimes not. Right. <laughs> and for listeners that are maybe outside of the immediate D.C. area, that's Brookland. Yes. B-R-O-O-K-L-A-N-D. Ah, uh, yes. Civic. Not Brooklyn. Brookland. Yeah. Yep. I, I took me a while to figure that out myself when I first moved to D.C., but it's Brookland. 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 Yes. Yep. Yeah. Right. All right, Dan, thanks for joining us today and telling us about the BNCA. My pleasure. Uh, Happy to do it. All right. Thanks a lot. Um, Thanks for having me. So that's going to wrap up another episode of Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, Be sure to head over to iTunes and give us... Five stars. I think we I deserve think we five deserve five stars. stars. Yeah. You know, big, or big, six. Yeah. Or, I know. Oh. <laughs> I know there's not six available. But, but you could do five twice, right? There you go. Okay. Yeah. And and, and uh, Facebook, Twitter for not only Rhode Island Avenue Main Street, but also Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Head over there and show us some love. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks. <laughs>